with opening to 1939. His hotel's reception area was deserted, and the sounds of celebration emanating from the kitchen at the back suggested the night staff were enjoying their own private party. Russell gave up the idea of making himself a hot chocolate while his shoes dried in one of the ovens and took his key. He clambered up the stairs to the third floor and trundled down the corridor to his room. Closing the door behind him, he became painfully aware that the occupants of the neighbouring rooms were still welcoming in the new year, loud singing on one side, floor-shaking sex on the other. He took off his shoes and socks, dried his wet feet with a towel, and sank back onto the vibrating bed. There was a discreet, barely audible tap on his door. Cursing, he levered himself off the bed and pulled the door open. A man in a crumpled suit and open shirt stared back at him. Mr. John Russell, the man said in English, as if he were introducing Russell to himself. The Russian accent was slight, but unmistakable. Could I talk with you for a few minutes? It's a bit late, Russell began. The man's face was vaguely familiar. But why not? he continued, as the singers next door reached for a new and louder chorus. A journalist should never turn down a conversation, he murmured mostly to himself as he let the man in. Take the chair, he suggested. His visitor sat back and crossed one leg over the other, hitching up his trouser as he did so. We have met before, he said, a long time ago. My name is Shushepkin, Yegevni Grigorovich Shishepkin. We... Yes, Russell interrupted as the memory clicked into place. The discussion group on journalism at the Fifth Congress. The summer of 24. Shishepkin nodded his acknowledgement. I remember your contributions, he said. Full of passion, he added, his eyes circling the room and resting for a few seconds on his host's dilapidated shoes. Russell perched himself on the edge of the bed. As you said, a long time ago. He and Ilse had met at that conference and set in motion their ten-year cycle of marriage, parenthood, separation and divorce. Shashepkin's hair had been black and wavy in 1924. Now it was a close-cropped grey. They were both a little older than the century, Russell guessed and Shashepkin was wearing pretty well considering what he'd probably been through the last fifteen years. He had a handsome face of indeterminate nationality, with deep brown eyes above prominent slanting cheekbones, an aquiline nose and lips just the full side of perfect. He could have passed for a citizen of most European countries, and probably had. The Russian completed his survey of the room. This is a dreadful hotel, he said. Russell laughed. Is that what you wanted to talk about? No, of course not. So what are you here for? Ah, Shashapkin hitched his trouser again. I am here to offer you work. Russell raised an eyebrow. You? Well, who exactly do you represent? The Russian shrugged. My country? The writer's union? It doesn't matter. You'll be working for us. You know who we are. No, Russell said. I mean, no, I'm not interested. I... Don't be so hasty, Shishapkin said. Hear me out. 
We aren't asking you to do anything which your German hosts could object to. The Russian allowed himself a smile. Let me tell you exactly what we have in mind. We want a series of articles about positive aspects of the Nazi regime. He paused for a few seconds, waiting in vain for Russell to demand an explanation. You are not German, but you live in Berlin, Sheshepkin went on. You once had a reputation as a journalist of the left, and though that reputation has, shall we say, faded, no one could accuse you of being an apologist for the Nazis. But you want me to be just that. No, no, we want positive aspects, not a positive picture overall. That would not be believable. Russell was curious in spite of himself, or because of the gold verses. Do you just need my name on these articles? he asked, or do you want me?